Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. What is Matt Mosley? We thank you, every one of those sponsors that was just mentioned. Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, of course. We can't celebrate them enough. And then our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank, one of the best commercial banks in the state of Texas. And they just do a tremendous job and uh, huge Baylor supporters and big-time supporters of the community for so many years. And they give on all the local boards and do us do a tremendous job. And they uh, we could not do this show without um, – Central National Bank, and I mean that. I mean that. They have uh, been with us through thick or thin. When everybody was shutting down for the pandemic, the bank found a way to keep going, and they found a way to keep being the presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton joining us like he always does. He's just survived uh, a fast-paced show, the John Morris program. It runs from 3 to 4 every day. And now he'll buckle up for a two-hour run as uh, as the Mosley Show gets going. Aaron, everything uh, everything going okay in your world? Yeah, everything's good. No complaint. Okay, are you are you buckled up and ready for the NBA Finals to resume tonight? We've talked about the fact that for most of the playoffs, we do a every other day kind of thing, and we get in a little rhythm. This these finals are so spread out, it's hard to really, you know, stay on top of things. I mean, by the time you get the next game, you're almost like, hey, what are the storylines? What's going on in this series? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Steph had an incredible series. I do think I do find it funny, Aaron, that we have to have all these conversations about, oh my gosh, that was a legacy game. Oh, that was for Steph's legacy. I mean, if you're the greatest shooter in the history of the game. I mean, and, and however many finals he has, I mean, they just he's been to the finals several times. I would say either four to the last eight years or five out of the last eight seasons. And even before KD got there, he and Clay and Draymond were all, had already started winning titles. KD shows up, get another one. I mean, get another couple. I mean, they're they're an incredible team. But for us to be sitting here debating oh my gosh now Steph's legacy is secure Aaron do you find that as ridiculous as I do I felt like if even if Steph fell on his face now we might all make fun of him and joke about him or something but I think his legacy as one of the greatest of all time is already secure but what he did the other day was incredible and I guess the biggest difference Aaron is like when we compare NFL and NBA Aaron Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer, but there'll always be a little something attached to him if he doesn't win another Super Bowl. I don't feel like Steph needs that. I mean, I think Steph's already won enough titles and been enough and had enough greatness and has been the MVP of the league. I think the only thing that's missing is an MVP of the finals. 
and I don't even really think that's a missing, like a huge missing piece. <laughs> Aaron, do you agree with me that Steph's legacy is just fine? 100. Like he doesn't not ha- he doesn't have to win another title to have the greatest legacy of them all. I mean, he's not. I realize he's not going to be the greatest ever, but I'm just saying, I think he was secure even before these finals started. Oh, absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. And you brought up the no finals MVP thing, which is ridiculous. One, he absolutely should have won it when Andrew Iguodala won it. I mean, he averaged almost 30 points a game in that series, and he was obviously the MVP. Um, They decided to give it to Iguodala because he did a good job defending LeBron, which was a big deal, not as big a deal as as, uh, Steph Curry scoring 30 points a game. But, yeah, I mean, he's the – greatest shooter in the history of the game. He changed the game. He changed the way offenses and defenses run. And, I mean, he's he's changed it from not just in the NBA, but, like, the game of basketball he's completely changed with the way he sh- shot three-pointers in his career. Yeah, and I, I sometimes think that uh, I was trying to think if in that last series against the Mavs, if maybe they should have given it to Wiggins. And honestly, they, or maybe I was thinking about Looney. They could have given it to Kavon Looney. I think that's who I was thinking about because he controlled those games and had a million rebounds. And I think they gave it to Steph for that same reason you're, you're talking about. It's like this guy, sometimes we take it for granted, the greatness. And unless the Warriors lose this series, if the Warriors lose this series, even, Aaron, if, uh, if Steph only has like 10 points a game the rest of the way and the Warriors win it, he's going to win the MVP. Because I feel like, kind of like you said, he's owed one. If I recall correctly, Iguodala, now, did he have like some incredible chase down block in that game, in one of those games against He did. It was like game LeBron. two, but it, won, yeah. it ended up winning a game for him, yeah. Yeah, it was an amazing deal. It's funny because I feel like LeBron – has had a chase down block of somebody along the way. Now I'm now I'm trying to keep all my blocks straight. You remember Aaron how in the NBA the um, the blocks used to be fine, but it's almost like in in the last two or three years, maybe the last five years, some of the blocks that have occurred late in the finals and maybe some of the conference finals games outrank even some of the shots that are hit and for some reason we really really remember some of these blocks and I at part of that is because I think there's been more premium placed on defense that said you know Steph's not going to win any MVPs based on his defense it's going to be for hitting shots and I think what people will remember about this series if the Warriors go on to win is the other night Aaron you had a situation What's today? Monday. So when was that game? Friday. We hadn't really talked since then, have we? I that that was an amazing scene because that game the 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 Celtics kind of had that thing and they're sitting there ready to take that that, that the series to three one and I think they were up by about five and we know how quickly the Golden State can strike but. Early in the series, they did not. They weren't doing that. They weren't doing what we were used to them doing. They had a great third quarter, and then they, they flatlined in the fourth quarter. And then the other night, Steph just kind of said, you know what? I got this, guys. Appreciate the help. 
You know, Poole's been really good. I think game two is when Poole had an incredible game and he was hitting, like, half-court shots and everything like that. Clay's been up and down. But Steph just said, I'm the greatest shooter ever, and I'm going to take this thing over. So we'll have more finals talk as we go. We do love the NBA. And and I think that's one of the great things about this show uh, that we do. We just like to go a lot of different directions. And so... If you're not an NBA person, just give it a second. We'll get to what you want to talk about. We'll uh, we'll get to some exciting stuff. We are going to talk college baseball today. And then also some college track and field. The Bears uh, did something they haven't done since 2015. And they finished somewhere they hadn't finished since 2015. Uh, really proud of what they did in, um, in Eugene, Oregon. They went up there in, uh, to the outdoor championships and did some really, really good things. So we'll have some Baylor track and field starting at 420. Michael Ford, the new Baylor track and field coach, he's come on and uh, doing a really nice job. And I think, um, in, 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 by the way, the, under uh, Clyde Hart and then Todd Harbor, the, the program has always remained strong. I think what we kind of wanted to see – was to get back to being dominant in the relays. Aaron, from the time you and I were in high school or even junior high, Baylor under Clyde Hart and then, of course, Todd Harbor taking over, um, and they were those guys worked together for many, many years. And then Michael Ford became a big part of it, too, as an assistant coach. But Baylor was sprinter U. They were quarter-mile U. And when you've had Jeremy Warner and Michael Johnson – and all these unbelievable uh, quarter milers, guys that run the 200, you, you just that's a lot to live up to, and and you're you're seeing with the Bears starting to kind of get back in that direction of dominance in that area where the men and by the way the women with some of these relays and some of the things they did, uh, Aliyah uh, Miller had another uh, tremendous run and finished up her storied career at Baylor. Michael Ford on with us at 420. I mean, Aaron, do I have you <clears throat> fired up for track and field? You like it when I when I kind of start talking about that? Maybe even some of these events, the triple jump, the long jump, the shot put, does that get you excited? It does. I, I'm a big track and field fan. It is absolutely my favorite part of any Olympics. So. Former former um, cross-country and long-distance man, Aaron Sexton. You might have known him by a different name back in the day if you were following local sports. Aaron, would we have seen at some point, maybe like as a senior with Robinson, could we have seen your name in the Waco Trib at some point? It was a couple of times. It's like ah, you know, 13th nice. or 14th place at an event, things like that. But, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. If it's in there, it's in there. All right. I used to show up in the Dallas Morning News occasionally. Was it like Mosley scored 27? No, it wasn't. Was it Mosley who had double digits? Probably not. Mosley who had six or seven points? Maybe. Maybe. On like good days. You know, when I really when I really let it go, it opened it up. Aaron, I was focused though on tennis, okay? Like I am now. I'm back I'm back to uh I'm back to playing a bunch of tennis, although I'm starting to get annoyed by the people who have fallen in love with pickleball. The pickleballers are all over the place. It's all you see. 
I mean, they're getting injured now. Oh, my gosh, I got hurt in a pickleball deal. Well, if you get injured playing pickleball, you should probably not ever play pickleball in the first place. All right, now I can't speak. I've had some horrible injuries, but at least I was like riding a bicycle. That's a that's a legitimate injury when you fall off a bike. You know, there are a lot of things that can happen. Unfortunately, mine was sort of a freak one. But Aaron, you should not get injured playing pickleball. It's not strenuous enough. Same thing as like if you come in here, Aaron, and saying I got hurt this weekend playing frisbee golf, you're not going to get a bunch of sympathy. You know, I didn't get sympathy one time at a at a uh, fraternity dance. When I broke my ankle at the dance, okay, that's not a that's not really a tough guy injury. When you break when you break something at a dance, that's not a good thing. When you have to get carried out by your buddies, not a good look. Um, Aaron, it was a banner weekend for some of our local. I say local. Let's call them our Big Twelve teams, and we're going to lose a couple of them, you know, soon. And in some areas, I'm ready to say goodbye to them. But we got to keep claiming some of these some of these World Series trips. Oklahoma Sooners, bound for Omaha. University of Texas loses the first one, comes back, wins game two in dramatic fashion on Saturday at East Carolina in front of a raucous crowd after East Carolina had tied the game 8-8 going to the, in the ninth inning. Um, and, and, and that place was going crazy. They call it the jungle. And then yesterday, lots of rain out in Greenville. Where is that? Greenville, South Carolina? Greenville, North Carolina? East Carolina? Which one is it, Aaron? Is it Greenville? North Carolina. East Carolina and North Carolina? Okay. Because there's a couple. There's a Greenville, South Carolina, Greenville, North Carolina. Okay. Let's call it Greenville, North Carolina. There they were. And that raucous crowd and the Longhorns find a way. And so, and then also for you Aggies fans, we do have a treat for you. I got my top Aggies insider on with us at uh, five o'clock today. Looks like our man uh, Travis Brown will join us, big time Aggies insider for that Brian Eagle in College Station. Uh, it's the newspaper there, and he'll join us. And then I did talk to Craig Way, very good friend of the show, very close friend of Tom Barfield's. I mean, if there's a, I think there's a wedding coming up and Barfield will be front and center in that deal. But I don't, I mean, I, he, knowing Craig Way, he may get married on a Saturday and call a game on a Sunday. It's what he does. I mean, the man, the man loves calling college games. So Craig was, uh, they're flying back today, but he's going to join us a little bit later in the week and we'll talk some Longhorns. So Anybody who's out there, the Longhorns and Aggies, oh, Mosley only talks about Baylor. Come on, guys. I do talk about the Aggies and the Longhorns and everybody else. So let's not, let's not get too carried away. Do I love my alma mater, Baylor? Yes, I do. But I do try to strike a balance. Some of you probably think I, it's not much of a balance. I may lean to the green and gold. But we have a lot of great Aggies and Longhorns and Sooners and, and Pokes and Everybody out there, and uh, so we'll talk about all of that as we go. All right, next, we are going to hear from the Baylor track and field coach. It is Michael Ford. He joins us next. 
Recently on Game Time. From the Oklahoma and Ryan Aber. People have been really spoiled here over the last 20-something years. Not that they're just going to fall off a cliff this year, but I don't think it's realistic for them to compete for a national championship given the transition on defense and given some of the players that they lost offensively. But I think long-term, they're in really good shape with what Brent Venables has done to this program. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. The thing about having a naked truck is that you get exposed for the equipment you don't have. Take, for example, your rear end. If you don't have anything back there, you're exposed about what you don't have, and that's a life. However, if you cover that rear end with a hitch, you're telling the world, hey, I got a little junk in my uh, bed, and I'm ready to pull something. A camper, RV, boat, trailer, jet skis, heck, even a bike rack. A hitch says, I have a life beyond driving my truck to and from work. And Pickup Outfitters is the place to get a hitch for your truck, SUV, van, even some cars. We sell and install just about any kind of hitch you need. Receiver hitches from light to heavyweight to pull just about anything. And gooseneck hitches and fifth wheels when you're ready to pull the heavy stuff. And don't forget trailer and brake controller wiring. It's so important to have wiring professionally and correctly installed by the pros at Pickup Outfitters. So it's time to cover that gaping hole in the rear end of your truck with a hitch. Installed by Pickup Outfitters. Check us out online at createacommotion.com. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. This is ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watcher with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Texas and OU have punched their ticket to Omaha along with Notre Dame and AM in bracket one. Arkansas and Ole Miss are in bracket two, awaiting the winner of Oregon State and Auburn and Stanford and UConn. Game five of the NBA Finals with Celtics and Golden State tonight. Series tied at two. Tip is at eight o'clock. NHL Stanley Cup is set. Tampa Bay and Colorado, game one Wednesday night. Justin Verlander got his major league leading eighth win over the Mariners 9-4 yesterday. Rangers close out the series with the White Sox with the 8-6 win in extra innings yesterday. Rangers and Astros start a series in Arlington tonight. 7-0-5 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley show and uh, we are looking for Michael Ford paging Michael Ford Baylor track and field coach uh, and I am as we speak sending a little reminder and we'll uh, we'll get uh, we'll get him right on here Michael Ford Baylor track and field coach and that was uh, that was a good performance. That was a solid performance. Uh, I was talking about some of the relays. Aaron, that was the four-by-one. Um, and in the semifinals, the team they, they finished eighth in the field and barely qualified you know, for the finals. And then they get a fifth-place finish ahead of both Texas and TCU. I mean, I, I this is and that had not uh, been the case all season. Now I think they have um, they've run a better time before than they did, but as far as just the the race and the way they 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 approached it and everything, it was just a very clutch race at the right time, and and they've got a nice combination of youth uh, and. Uh, and some veteran leadership on this team, but I mean, I think uh, I think Michael Ford is getting this thing like he wants it. And um, we earlier, not that long ago, we talked to their long distance, uh, new long distance coach and uh, cross country and all that. And I think they, I just I really like the direction of the program. And I think for a lot of years, when they'd go to Oregon, they'd show up and and you you go to that outdoor championships. And people knew, especially in the sprints, they feared Baylor. They feared the green and gold when they would show up. And and I think they're going to start to kind of get back to that a little bit. They certainly had some great runners uh, in, in recent years. I'm thinking about uh, Bromel uh, being one. I, there was some race that was happening up in uh, New York like a Grand Prix race that I was looking at earlier to, um, over the weekend, and men had some just tremendous finishers in that, and as well as the uh, the controversial runner out of the University of Texas, I noticed Shikari Richardson, and that was the, you know, she was um, eliminated from competition at the Olympics because they found <coughs> uh, a banned substance in, in her system, and it was a very... Uh, weird and long story, and so she's kind of had to come back from that, and I noticed she put up a really good time. So uh, we will uh, we'll kind of keep checking in here and see if uh, – let me see if I've got a uh, an updated message here. We will uh... – well, Aaron, they, it's, uh, it's, they're saying it is ringing. So let's take – oh, good. Okay, I was just – <laughs> we do have Michael uh, going on. Michael, sorry, I was uh, I was I was emailing with Colin as I was waiting for you. So great to have you, and you got to be kind of tired. I mean, that is a whirlwind trip. You go to Oregon, um, and and there's not much sleep involved. That's a that's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, that's a full day 
uh, sucker right there. Uh, and um, how are you? How are you feeling? Are you got your? Uh, are you? Are you? Have you gotten a nap? Have you gotten any sleep since you've been back? Well, actually, we we left last Sunday, so we left the we left on the fifth, and we came back yesterday. So yeah, we had a, a full week. Uh, the meet started on Wednesday, Wednesday to Saturday. Um, got back yesterday. Actually, went into the office today. Worked out uh, some of our some of our student athletes that are going to USA's, which are which are next week. And um, I actually just got home probably like an hour ago. So no, 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 no rest of the weary right now. <laughs> yeah, I knew it. I knew y'all had been out there for a while because I, I was looking at the media availability and, and I was like, wait, when does this start? And I love that y'all kind of get out there, get get acclimated and uh, get things going. How How different, just from an atmosphere standpoint, you know, and obviously you, you have some, you know, you indoor options and that kind of thing to train. Uh, but but you get out of the Texas heat. What what were we looking at? And I was able to watch some of this on TV and capture some of it. But give our audience uh, an idea of kind of like what the weather was out there, because I would imagine quite a bit cooler than Texas. But much like <laughs> Texas, it can be a bit unpredictable out there. Yeah, so normally, so the weather in Oregon was actually, it was a beautiful, beautiful weather, but it was um, like in the 60s, um, raining on and off pretty much, I would say, every day we were there. Um, and th- and that's typical, that's a typical Eugene NCAA championships in Oregon. It's t- some days you may get great weather, um, other days it may rain all day. I, the forecast, the forecast kept changing a lot on us. Um where we thought it was going to rain, but it didn't rain as much. Um, I think the final day, it rained all pretty much all day, but it wasn't a heavy downpour. Um, but the day I thought it was going to rain, the, guy, the day the guys competed on their final day, it rained in the morning, but then it was clear for the, the for the track meet. And so you're you're changing clothes clothes constantly between wearing sweats, <laughs> wearing rain gear, wearing shorts, wearing pants. Um, so, but it's a, definitely a great atmosphere. Um, and, uh, next year we'll let the, we'll let the teams from the East and the teams from the West coast feel the Texas heat. Cause they'll, the NCAA need to be in Austin next year. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Can we move it up? Like by like two or three weeks, is that, <laughs> or, yeah. I guess there's no I, way to I do wish. that. Is there? <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> I wish we could do that. Cause it is. I, I we got back yesterday. I, we left we left Eugene um, that Sunday morning. It was fifty degrees, and we landed in Dallas. It was a hundred and I think it was hundred and two. So, you know, <laughs> d- definitely a big change for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it was uh, it's fun to watch, and you know, you guys and you were part of it. Have been known for the sprints for so many years, and and to see the men's four by one. You know, I, I could kind of tell from talking to some of your folks that you were really, really pleased with how your guys went about their business and to qualify, you know, like I, I guess it was eighth and then end up fifth and then beat, you know, a couple of these big rivals, University of Texas, TCU, also known for having great relay teams. Michael, did you see it sort of? Um, w- coming together, and did you kind of anticipate that th- the way things were headed, the way they'd been working together, that you were going to be able to put a, a really nice race together like you did? 
Yeah, I think it, it started it started in the fall. I think we we uh, well, actually, I would say it started last year when we we signed two uh, two freshmen. We signed uh, Lorenz Colbert, and then we also signed uh, Demontre Callis. And we we had the other two two legs that were here, and Cam Jackson and Isaiah Cunningham. Um, I think we just that relay. It just took a little bit of a time because we had um, Lorenz came in. He had a, a hamstring injury coming out of high school, so we kind of kind of slow cooked him a little bit, getting getting him ready. So he didn't run real. He didn't run great indoor. Uh, and Cam Jackson had a hamstring injury um, in the fall. So he was a little banged up during indoor and a part of the outdoor season. So it took him a little longer to to get adjusted. Um, but I think um, by I would say maybe around and Michael Johnson's track meet, they started coming around and they just kept improving each each week. I think at conference conference they ran really well and it was weird because we got fit at conference. Um, and but but I could see it. See where we were heading at, and then the regionals. We ran really well at regionals, and then I said, "Hey guys, the the the, the thing about the four by one is you got to get the stick around, um, mm-hmm. and that's always that's the number one thing." Um, but those guys were coming in the coming coming into Eugene with a lot of confidence, um, and then once we got the once we got the stick around, they we had some pretty good passes, and everyone ran their legs, and we got to the final, and I said, "Hey." If you one of the things they wanted to be were all Americans, um, first team all Americans, and said you have to be one team to be an all American, since they had nine teams in the final, and um, they just put it together. They ran really well, um, and I think that group um, will will we'll lose Isaiah Cunningham because he he finished up this year, but um, they'll be I think we'll be even stronger next year. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I was thinking about the baton and and talking to. Uh... Clyde Hart, you know, when, around the Olympics times when they were having all kinds of trouble with the passes. And you talk about an education. Uh, coach Hart, I think I asked him, you know, what, what would you do? You know, if you were going to coach him up on how to, how to you know, uh, fix this problem. And, and Michael, I, I, think, uh, I think about seven minutes, eight minutes later, you know, he, he had provided a pretty good plan. I thought, man, they need to put him in charge of this thing. So, you know, ever since I've been really fascinated with how much time, you know, what you have to do, and and uh, so I, I would imagine all your time and doing this, you have a great knowledge of how to how to save those precious, you know, uh, seconds along the way. Now, I I talking to Michael Ford, Baylor uh, track and field coach. Uh, the um, I, I love some of the the you know, Cavia uh, Francis was um, was was really big for you, and I was just kind of monitoring that because, I mean, some of those are my favorite races. You're talking about the 400. Uh, I mean, this is the first time um, uh, in a long time Baylor has had an All-American in that particular race. I think it might go back to 2001. Uh, I mean, it, it was it was really cool. What, um, I mean, was that was was that one of the most exciting things that happened there in Oregon is, is, is that particular race? Yeah. I mean, she, she, Katie has been running well all year. I, I think last year it was, um, last year at, at the regional meet, we, she actually doubled. She actually ran the two and the four at the regional meet, um, and, and didn't get through, but she, she ran well. Uh, and then at conference this year, uh, she finished fourth. 
Um, but she PR'd, broke the school record. Um, and and then the Nationals, I said, hey, if you just run, if you run close to your PR, you don't have to do anything special. If you run to your, close to your PR, you, you should make final. Um, her PR is, uh, is 51-15, and she ran 51-17 <laughs> um, <laughs> and, 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 made, and made the final. Um, and then in the final, I, I actually thought her I actually thought her final race was better than her her semifinal race. Time the time doesn't show it just because she was in lane one. Mm. Um, but I thought she competed. I thought she competed well, um, and I think that just gave her a lot of confidence going um, going into next season, her her next season, and then also she'll be um, she'll be competing at the Jamaican uh, trials. The dirt making championships uh next weekend also so i think that gave her some confidence and it was um it was definitely a blessing for her i i, I told her i said hey you're i said coach coach hart has coached so many all americans in the 400 and i told her i said you're my you're my first female outdoor all american in the quarter um that i've coached since i've been at baylor and um she actually wanted to give me her trophy <laughs> and, she said, Coach, and she said, Coach, I want you to have my trophy. And I said, No, you earned it. So I took a picture of it. But she said, If it's on your desk, if it's on your desk, just go ahead and keep it for me. So um, it was definitely, definitely, it was awesome, awesome feeling for her to get that All American status and uh, make final. And um, I guess we'll we'll keep on plugging away and hopefully we can possibly get on this uh, Jamaican national team for world championships that are coming up in July. I mean, if they're trying to give you those trophies, Coach, don't protest too much. I would take a few of those <laughs> if I were you. Just add them to your case. That's uh, that's really cool. That's got that's got to be a great feeling to have somebody like, okay, Coach, I think I'm going to give this to you. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe, I, it, her, I, said, <laughs> I already have some. I said I have my own ones from when I ran at Baylor. So I said you definitely <laughs> want to keep keep them as much as you can because they they're one of the things we talk to the team about is making. <laughs> Making a final at the NCAA championships is 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 hard. Um, you got to put the work in during the during the season, um, and and you, sometimes you got to have a little luck. But um, making finals, scoring a point at the national meet, um, it's critical, and it, it doesn't come. Sometimes it doesn't come every year. So I want you to kind of cherish those moments when you get them. Yeah, it was uh, that. That's an awesome moment. And then for. Um... Aaliyah Miller, I've loved following her career, and I think I was trying to track her down when she was at the, oh, I guess it was Olympic trials. I mean, it's amazing mm-hmm. what she's accomplished and and, and, and everything. And then she finishes uh, strong, um, first bear to ever finish uh, uh, top eight, the outdoor 800 meters. I mean, just a, she's kind of owned that race and really kind of made herself. I mean, when people think of Baylor and that race now, uh, they're really going to think of her and the and the legacy legacy she leaves behind. What was your takeaway from uh, and and how emotional was that? I'm sure you'll still, I mean, some of these folks you'll still keep coaching. I'm sure, but but you know, seeing her finish up her college career, what was that? Uh, what was that like for you? Yeah, it was actually it was it was actually bittersweet because that was the, that that'll be the. Um, probably the last time I mean, she's, she's definitely, she's, um, planning on going to the USA championships next week, but it'll be technically last, her last meet as a Baylor bear. So it's definitely, that was a, a sad moment. I think that the good moment was, 
um, her and Coach Barnett, who, who works with her, um, made a final. Like you said, she we haven't had a, a woman a woman in the 800 final in quite some time. And I think um, she she's always had the ability to make the final at nationals, but um, just it hasn't worked out. But then this year, um, she she took she took a break from indoor, didn't run indoor um, for us, and just decided to do outdoor. And I think the rest the rest helped her to get her focus more for outdoor. And um, so I think the, the, she got that, got that monkey off her back of not making it to the final. And I think that that was a relief. Um, and then making it to the final was, was big. Um, I thought that she could have probably went out a little slower, but that's usually, that's been her game plan is to go out hard and, and try to, and try to finish it. Um, but it was, I was definitely happy that um, she she came came home with with a trophy and got her first All American status um, since her indoor title last year. Yeah, and I I love that uh, also the on the on you know the men's side finishing I believe it was 18th um, highest finish since 2015 and I what you said I think has to get Baylor fans excited about some of those uh, members of the relay like you said you got you bring in two freshmen. It's not shocking to see people have immediate impacts. It happens, but uh, as long as you can keep folks from like turning pro or anything like that, mm-hmm. um, uh, I mean, it's uh, it, it. This really has the makings, uh, Michael. It seemingly from just kind of watching this thing throughout the season of taking this to an even higher place to where uh, you'll you'll take more and more people to uh, Oregon with you. Yeah, I mean that's always been our plan. Our our, our freshmen are. Our- our class, our I guess our 21, our 2021 class was big. All those, all our freshman class, all our freshmen actually made nationals. Uh, so you you had Demontre, you had Lorenz, but you also had uh, Nathaniel Ezekiel in the 400 hurdles, and he he was he was fourth. Um, and then you had uh, Zaza Prosper in the in the javelin, and he was fifth. So that freshman class that we brought in. They they represented their freshman class really well, and that was all those guys will be back next year. So and that was big. Well, uh, excited for you, and you're right. Track other sports is like okay, let's have exit interviews, and we'll see everybody later. Um, track's not <laughs> like that. You got people going, like you say, to all corners of the earth. How many uh, different countries? If someone um, wanted to run for a country, perhaps like obviously in the Olympics, sometimes folks are allowed to. to I mean, how many? How many uh, would you represent? If uh, just off the top of your head, you can give me a. Uh, if you don't have a hard number, you can make a guess out of it. How many different places could you potentially have athletes run for? We could have potentially four countries represented. I mean, you got the U.S., you got Jamaica, you have uh, Nigeria, and then you also have South Africa. So, okay. so those, are the, yeah. those, are the, those are the ones that we would have if, if everything goes right this, this summer. Because uh, this, this summer you have under, under 20 world championships, and then you have the world championships, and then you have some other Commonwealth games, um, and I think African championships, and but that's about it for this uh, for this year. Then you got the, yeah. uh, the you have another world championship next year, and then you have the Olympics in uh, in twenty four. 
Okay, and the last thing I had for you, uh, talking to Michael Ford, Baylor Track and Field, any of your field events you wanted to brag on a couple of your I, I, your throwers? I, there's one guy that I've been kind of monitoring, and, and I don't have his name in front of me, but my gosh, they're, they're, I mean, it's just been really <laughs> impressive, some of the things that, that, uh, that you've been able to do, even just over the last couple of seasons. Um, any, anybody kind of stand out to you in, that, in those areas? Well, I think that the, the – two that I would think of would be uh, uh, Zaza Prosper. He's a, mm. he's one of our freshmen, our Nigerian um, thrower, uh, javelin thrower. Uh, he was, he was, he was fifth at nationals. Um, he'll, he'll go to their, their tryouts. He'll go to the, their tryouts in, a, in another week or so. Um, he has a, a big chance, a big shot to make their world championship team. Um, and I also would say, um, Coy, Coy Johnson, she's a triple jumper, uh, made nationals for the first time this year. I think Coach Smith that, that did an awesome job with, with the jump group this year, but she she finished 13th um, being her first time at nationals. So I'll look, look for big things from Coy next year. All right. Well, I'm glad uh, we brought up some of those folks. I love when some of the former Baylor greats are rooting for y'all during these things, whether it be Trayvon, Michael, you know, it's just that's got to be a cool feeling. And and Michael, obviously, you ran with some of these folks like Michael, and and uh, actually, you're a little bit younger than Michael, I guess. But um, well, you've got great friends that have gone on to be like superhero types, and I would imagine that's kind of cool, isn't it? When uh, when you see those people out there w- tuned in and watching, and then I guess you even had a a former Baylor quarterback show up to call the event, so <laughs> that was yeah, that had to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's always awesome. To, one, I'd say Baylor has some of the best fans in the world. Um, but to to talk to Michael Johnson from time to time, and and then he sometimes he'll send me a message on Twitter. I still communicate with uh, Trayvon Bromell and Will London and, and Jeremy Warner a lot. And then also I got a chance to talk to Robert Griffin. Um, he, probably the first time I've seen Robert um, in a while. He congratulated me on my first year here, and um, he did an awesome job. Um, at the track meet, and I think the track community wants him to to do more track meets too, <laughs> to commentate more track meets. So um, it's just awesome to have that have the backing, and just try to make sure that we we can continue to represent Baylor in, in a proper way. Well, you're certainly doing it. It's funny when you start naming those names for those throwback names. I mean, that just brings back all kinds of memories. And I, I remember some of my classmates were enamored, like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in this class with this football player." And I think I was on campus with a, a guy named Dion Miner. Is that is that uh-huh. is that his name? And yeah. I just remember thinking, "Oh my gosh!" Like to me, the track and field dudes were the like those were the legendary types. You know, it's like the football players. <laughs> <laughs> but the these guys were going to be like world class so i just uh, i still remember being in class with some of those people and uh, uh so anyway well it was uh good to visit with you get some rest at some point i mean that's a long haul and uh and i uh i i appreciate it and congratulations on a great run a great first season and uh, no pressure but now we next year of course we'll be expecting top 10 okay Oh, of course. That, that, that'll be my expectations also. And I'm actually I'm actually going back to Oregon on Thursday for a recruiting trip. So I'll be going out Thursday again um, and then coming back Sunday and then going back out, I think, next the following Wednesday 
for USA Championship. So I'll get a lot of frequent flower miles to Oregon. <laughs> That's good. I like that. At some point, Mac's going to look up and go, "Wait, where's where's Coach Ford go- taking so many trips?" But <laughs> but anyway, well, great to uh, great to visit with you. Safe travels, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, take care and God bless. You bet. There he goes, Michael Ford. Really like Michael. He's been a, a big part of the program. He was the uh, the very the logical and the right choice to su- uh, succeed Todd Harbor, and he's come up in the in the system of Clyde Hart and the uh, some of the legendary Baylor folks, and he ran here. So uh, he's going he's going to continue to do a great job. All right, uh, let's do some campus confidential. Let's dig in and let's see. Has anyone jumped in that portal? There was some something coming out of Manhattan, Kansas. May need to check on what uh, our old friend Jerome Tang's up to. That's next. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. Looking for something other than a tie this year for your gift to Dad? Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has received a new shipment of -of one-of-a-kind novelty gift items. Perfect for his man cave. They also have metal signs for inside and outside the home or office. And there is no better place to buy guns or unique rustic furniture for home or his office. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel & Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel & Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nietzsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nietzsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks, offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. Listen up. If you take pride in your lawn, you need to mow with the best. Gravely. The made in the USA perfect cut quality grass devour and beast of the zero turns. Gravely residential mowers are built just as tough as their commercial machines with comfort and features you won't find on other mowers. Mow with perfection. Get yourself a Gravely. The full line of Gravely residential mowers is available at Landscape Supply. Come visit our new 10,000 square foot showroom in Spiegelville for the largest selection of outdoor power equipment. In my podcast, Your Money in a Cup of Joe, we talk money management, investments, and retirement in a Q&A style format helping to break down complicated topics. 
I'm Joe Kaleo with the Kaleo Wealth Management Group. Look for your money in a cup of Joe on our website or Spotify. Kaleo Wealth Management is a Central Texas team of UBS Financial Services, member FINRA SIPC. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Texas and OU have punched their ticket to Omaha along with Notre Dame and A&M in bracket one. Arkansas and Ole Miss are in bracket two awaiting the winner of Oregon State and Auburn and Stanford and UConn. Game five of the NBA Finals with Celtics and Golden State tonight. Series tied at two. Tip is at eight o'clock. NHL Stanley Cup is set. Tampa Bay and Colorado game one Wednesday night. Justin Verlander got his major league leading eighth win over the Mariners 9-4 yesterday. Rangers close out the series with the White Sox with the 8-6 win in extra innings yesterday. Rangers and Astros start a series in Arlington tonight. 7:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. It is Matt Mosley. Great to be with you. Boy, it was fun talking to Michael Ford, track and field, the uh, Baylor head coach there, and uh, just a really good guy and some great information there. Sounds like the Baylor program is moving in. Uh, it's, it's always been good. I mean, honestly, sprinter-wise, it's been the best. It's been the best in the country at times. And it really seems like it's kind of moving and trending back in that direction. The hardest part is you just got to survive conference. It's a tough conference. TCU is fast. Texas, you'll lose Texas. OU, and we'll see. I don't know. I'd be lying if I said I had studied these new uh, teams coming into the conference to see what they bring track-wise. But one of these days, we'll dig into that. It is Campus Confidential. And, Aaron, I'll give you a little leeway today since I have not saved you much time. If we need to go a little long, we can do that here. What is on your plate, sir? Big weekend for Baylor football as they receive two commitments for the 2023 class. Fort Ben Marshall Defensive lineman Trent Thomas announced his commitment yesterday on Twitter. The 6'3", 235-pound edge rusher chose the Bears over offers from a number of schools, including Colorado, Houston, and SMU. He was joined over the weekend by Wes Tucker, a 6'4", 275-pound offensive lineman from Argyle, who chose Baylor over offers from Texas Tech, Kansas State, Kansas, Colorado State, again, among a very long list of schools who had already offered him Baylor class is headlined by Dripping Spring quarterback Austin Novosad, and he took an official visit to Ohio State over the weekend. So maybe just uh, taking advantage of his official visits or maybe something else. We will see, though. But uh, Baylor commit Austin Novosad was uh, in Columbus this weekend taking his official visit to Ohio State. Well, here's the deal. Texas Tech is going through something very similar. They have a what looks like an unbelievable 2023 class, and what they're telling their people is, yeah, we offered you early, and we may be first to the party, 
and but we understand you're going to have other interests, and we encourage you to go on those trips. And I would imagine Baylor's doing something similar. You can't, it, it, you know, it, it, there was a time when schools hotboxed guys into things in putting classes to bed really early, and you basically said, hey, once you commit, you can't go on any other visits. I mean, it was almost kind of like that was an agreed-upon deal. I don't think you can really do that anymore. I mean, I'm sure schools maybe still try it out there, but in this day of free, you know, everybody can transfer anytime they want and, and be paid and this and that, you can't really put a bunch of restrictions on people. Texas Tech is counting on getting it right early, and then people hopefully remaining loyal to them. Will they lose some people? Yeah, absolutely. Could Baylor lose Novosad? They could. They could. Now, it would really be, I mean, it'd be sad because seemingly he has been very fired up about being a Bear. And he's even kind of reached out to other people potentially in the 2023 class. I say that knowing that one of those 2022 quarterbacks that Baylor identified, his name was Pyron, I believe was his last name. And he ended up decommitting and going to Georgia Tech. Now, that was home for him. But if I'm not mistaken, Novosad is not from here either. Right? Is, it, is, it he, is he out of state, Aaron? Uh, Novosad? I feel like he, you have where he's from. Anyway, I think, I don't think he is from around here. When you have a quarterback like Pyron that is from out of state, I think it becomes tougher because if one of those in-state, you know, kind of uh, signature-type schools like Georgia or Georgia Tech come along, and that kid was from Georgia, Zach Pyron, uh, it, it, you know, you're going to be tempted. So we will see about Novosad. So, Aaron, I think you I think you kind of uh, tread lightly on this, and you have to just trust that the relationship you've built with Novosad will withstand any wooing that he gets from Ohio State. Now, could Ohio State say to this young man, tell you what, we're going to fix you up with an NIL deal and probably going to be around a million dollars. Is Baylor going to match that? Probably not. So I, I will throw that out there, but I will also say Novosad has, at least to this point, seemed very committed to his commitment, so to speak. Yeah, and hopefully that remains that way. And you mentioned, you know, how uh, it used to be kind of common practice for the bigger programs, especially once they offered and committed uh, that was it for the recruit. You know, they didn't take any more visits. A lot of times they would pull their scholarships if they did. They would say, if you take a visit to another school, we're pulling your offer. Of course, for, you know, top recruits, they would be like, okay, well, go ahead and pull it because I'm taking my trips. But you're right, we don't see that as much anymore. And by the way, Dripping Springs, Texas. All right, this is, he's one of ours. Yeah, I thought you and meant like he had moved there from somewhere else. No, I was, I, I was just trying. No, oh, yeah, I just no, he's was wrong. Yeah, he's I was trying to remember where he was. Okay, yeah. well, that's what I was trying to, to get. So, uh, yes, because I was looking it up there. He is from uh, Dripping Springs and local guy. I hope that bodes well. 
I was looking, Aaron, at a couple of these other commitments, uh, just kind of where he's he's a, they, you know, 247 and others put up where else they've got offers from. And just a reminder to our people, um, Ohio State, obviously, that's where Aaron, as Aaron reported, he was taking that visit to Colorado, um, University of Houston, and Kansas. Okay, those are the schools that uh, come to mind. And, uh, again, I – He's shown this is a four-star, big-time recruit, and what it appears to be about the number, uh, about the number thirteen quarterback in the country, depending on who you're looking at, um, somewhere around twelve or thirteenth top quarterback in the country. We shall see. Aaron, I will just say this: if you lose, <laughs> I don't want to be the the doomsday doomsdayer. Uh, or doomsayer, I'll just say that you can't lose the 2022 and your 2023 quarterback. You just can't do it because at some point you kind of run out of depth. I'm not even sure what they have in depth right now. They got the they got Blake Shapen, and I feel great about him. Then they got Kyron Drones. I don't know what to feel about him. I don't. I still don't have a great feeling about him. So I don't. I, it's. Uh, they also this have is the so, uh, this, yeah. transfer from Louisiana Tech. Yeah, but I don't even think he's on scholarship. So, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I do like that he started in the past, but obviously with injuries, he's kind of been away for a little bit. All right, Aaron, any, other, any others you want to add to this? Just a quick recap of the uh, NCAA regionals and the College World Series. Five teams have punched their ticket. Excuse me, six teams punched their tickets to the College World Series, including Texas, Oklahoma, and Texas A&M, along with Notre Dame, who upset top-seeded Tennessee and Arkansas and Ole Miss. Two more teams, uh, four more teams are actually playing for the last two spots today. UConn and Stanford started at 3 o'clock. That game is in the fourth inning. And Stanford has come back from a three-to-nothing deficit, as uh, UConn got three in the first. And Stanford now leads that game four to three. They also have the bases loaded in the bottom of the fourth with two outs. And the winner of that will go to the College World Series. The other game is between 14-seeded Auburn and the three-seed Oregon State. That game is tonight at 6:30, also on ESPN2 for the final spot in this year's College World Series. You you got to put Stanford away, don't you? I mean, you that's at Texas State they were playing, and Texas State had a three one lead in the in the ninth, and I was feeling so great about things, and then boom, boom, back to back homers. It is hard to put that Stanford team away, well, and you can't. Oh, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say, yeah, and and their their coach just did something that I love, and I you just don't see it enough, especially in these type of games. Um, Ooh, I believe that's a grand slam, and it's now eight to three, uh, Stanford. <laughs> but he pulled his pitcher after that. Th- after he gave up the three runs real quick and didn't record an out or maybe one out, he went to the bullpen and he got another guy in there, and uh, that that kind of shut him down. And now they're winning. Oh, okay. Uh, at first, I thought you were applauding the guy that brought somebody in to give up a grand slam. No, no, no. Stanford. Stanford gave up three in the first and I switched gotcha. pitcher real quick. Yeah, yeah, good. Good for Stanford. <laughs> oh, man. Live reports. Aaron, as we watch the games, we'll keep getting you to give you live reports. Okay, it's 5 o'clock, and we have some Aggies baseball coming up. 
a uh, big-time Aggies insider from right there in Bryan College Station joins us next. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for The Naked Truck, the ongoing saga of the battle to end truck nudity, presented by Pickup Outfitters. In this episode, we find Amanda and Brad on a date. Oh, Amanda, will you... Brad, I'm sorry. I just can't go out with you in this truck anymore. It's just so bare. You have nothing on this truck. But I have these subs that I bought online. Online? Really? Subwoofers are just a way for a man to make up for his lack of equipment. I, I'm going out with Justin. Oh, I know why. It's not just because he has a big dually. It's not the size of the truck that matters. You have tunes that give me a headache. Justin has running boards and a hitch to pull his boat. That's just because he goes to pick up outfitters. Maybe you should take a lesson, Brad. Will Amanda and Justin find happiness? Will Brad go to pick up outfitters? Tune in again to The Naked Truck. Brought to you by Pickup Outfitters, 220 Lake Lakeyear Drive in Waco. Looking for something other than a tie this year for your gift to Dad? Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has received a new shipment of one-of-a-kind novelty gift items. Perfect for his man cave. They also have metal signs for inside and outside the home or office. And there is no better place to buy guns or unique rustic furniture for home or his office. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has been the number one provider of structural pipe, ranging from one half inch to 24 inch in diameter. They can handle all your fencing needs. They also carry square tubing from one half inch to six inches for weekend warrior projects, such as deer stands and ornamental iron jobs. If you need purlin, tubing, beams, weld plates, H-braces, fence posts, culverts, or metal building supplies, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has the largest inventory of those products in Central Texas. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan and at pioneerboys.com. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Mike Terry Auto Group is proud to serve Central Texas with the best deals on new and used cars, auto service, and community involvement. With over seven brands of vehicles, you're sure to find your new ride from Mike Terry Auto Group. Check out their Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram dealership in Hillsboro and the Chevy Buick GMC dealership in Mahia. At any Mike Terry dealership, they will pay over the price of Kelly Blue Book for your trade-in and accept all creditors. Check out their website at mterryautogroup.com to see the value of your trade-in and browse their inventory. Head over to Mike Terry Auto Dealership today and find someone you can trust. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. 
Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram, Barnett Contracting, Baylor Line Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Schmoltz's Sandwich Shop, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Ah, it is uh, Matt Mosley, the Matt Mosley Show, and one of my longtime friends, Travis Brown, joining us from the Eagle. Uh, They're in Bryan College Station. You know, the Eagle in the Dallas-Fort Worth area is something different, Travis, as you'll recall from growing up. The Eagle is now where the Mavericks are on. It used to be a rock station. The Eagle um, (laughs) in, in College Station is a... Brian College Station, the Brian Eagle, is a, is a different, it is a reputable news organization. And Travis is the uh, A&M Insider Deluxe there. Travis, um, I mean, you've had a lot of travel. You've, you've, you've had to go to a lot of different places here. But uh, are you going to load up and, um, and make the trip to Omaha with the Aggies headed in that direction? Just bought my plane tickets a few minutes ago, so I am I am squared away. I got to pack up like two weeks worth of potential clothes to wear uh, and and hit the road. You know, always feeling silly if you pack like fourteen days of clothes and you're up there for like four days. But you know that that's just the college world series for you. <laughs> well, the Aggies. Um, uh... You know, pull it off, and uh, and and I, you know, just they've there've been so many sort of dramatic things. Now, first of all, Travis, how was that series? I thought about you with the whole. I mean, that had to be interesting. You're covering the Aggies. You went to TCU. The TCU uh, coach comes to Aggie Land. In some ways, man, this was you had to be kind of that was really an interesting uh, thing for you to be covering. I feel like you probably should have written like a personal essay of kind of what what all how what all your emotions were covering that. How um, how interesting and and fun was that whole scene, especially that game, which uh, it, it lived up to its billing with the Aggies finally. Uh, taking control of that thing late and, and getting what seemed like a big, you know, going away win, but that was nip and tuck, obviously, all the way. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun to have all the uh, the Fort Worth crowd down here. Uh, my old buddies, uh, Stephen Stevenson and, and uh, Jamie Plunkett from uh, up that way came down, get treated them to a Fuego taco. I think y'all have one of those in Waco. Okay. Correct. But, uh, you know, that, that, that was, that was the, the good part of it. The baseball was uh, even better, uh, watching, uh, man, just offense. There's just, there's just so much offense in baseball this year. The, these balls have got to be juiced. They've got to be wound tighter than a drum. And they're, cause they're just flying out of the park anywhere across the, 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 the country. And it wasn't any different with that regional, um, A&M's offense just absolutely, uh, made up for not some great pitching, and and they were able to uh, to hit their way into a super regional, uh, and then make their way to Omaha this past weekend. What do you think, Jim Schlossnagel's uh, most important? Like, what did he do right away? First of all, he put a really good staff together, and I think that Baylor's trying to do that right now and make the right hire. But 
it really seemed like Schlossnagel did a great job of quickly bonding with those players. I mean, you show up and the players have lost a coach and, and there's always a lot of, you know, turmoil when there's coaching changes and all that kind of thing. When you kind of started analyzing this thing and trying to put it together, okay, how did Schlossnagel come in there and take a real proud program but basically just fire it up immediately again? What, what are the, the, the most important couple of things that you think Schlossnagel did to rev this thing up? It was, it was exactly what you said. It was the coaching staff, and it was the transfer portal. And I, I don't think enough credit can be uh, piled onto the shoulders of Michael Early, who is the Aggies' assistant coach, hitting coach. Uh, he's a young guy. He's, he's about my age. He's, uh, he's in here. He's, he's a few years out of, of pro ball, but there's pro ball guys who, who, uh, who, who really respect him and, and have come to him in years past uh, when he was out coaching on the, on the West Coast. And, uh, the hitters have really adapted to him. And I'm not saying that other hitting coaches don't, don't do the same kind of routine, but he's a guy that, that he doesn't have a cookie-cutter uh, hitting routine. Old-school hitting coaches 20, 30 years ago, the way that they knew how to hit was that was the philosophy, and everybody in the team was going to follow that philosophy. Uh, early studies these guys' film, looks at where some of their, their uh, inefficiencies are, and then custom-tailors workout routines, whether you're hitting with one hand off a tee or you're hitting – the one I've never heard of before is Dylan Roth. One of his things is he hits off a tee with a fungo bat. Now, I don't really know what that solves. If it'll make my drives on the golf range straighter, I'm going to try it too. But <laughs> that, that's one of the things that, that, that he does. He has these very, uh, very tailored, very specific – routines for each one of the players they go through to try to tweak and fine-tune each one of those things. And they are absolutely hitting the cover off the ball. I would be shocked if the Aggies were able to hold on to him and he wasn't uh, taken for a head coaching job, if not this year, then uh, the next. And then they hit the transfer portal really well. Just about every transfer that they brought in, uh, they hit on. Jack Moss, uh, first baseman. Uh, they brought in one of the highly recruited transfers that was out on the market. He was, he's hitting over 500 uh, through the postseason play. Uh, Troy Clonch got the big game winning hit in game one against Louisville. Catcher, uh, uh, Jim Schlossnagel called him the heart and soul of the offense and the defense. Just the guy who, who gets everybody going or, or calms everybody down when it's needed. Micah Dallas, uh, a guy who's been probably their best starting pitcher in a that it, it, starting pitching has been the weakness, but he's the best starting pitcher that they've, they've got so far as of late comes in from Texas tech. Uh, I mean, you, you, there transfers everywhere and, and, and every spot, every impact position, there's been a transfer. Um, and, and they just hit the cover off the ball um, made up for some, some real pitching uh, problems, but, but they've been able to, to do it on offense all the way through the season, which is pretty remarkable when you look at how volatile college baseball and college baseball hitting can be at times. I like it. You know, I, I, maybe Baylor can go higher this early. You've sold me. I mean, I've been looking there. We're looking at, I like this guy at Texas. Uh, this, what is this? Sean Allen. Uh, what I like doing in coaching searches is really sort of acting like I've known about these people for years. So now after our conversation, I'm going to just sort of act like uh, Michael Early. Is that his name? I'm going to just act like I've kind of known about him forever and that I identified him early. 
Um, and I liked your story. I was reading his story, and I, you even kind of kind of got biblical. Our Baylor people will like this. You said we're talking about Schlossnagel talking about how he wanted to get to Omaha next year, and you said with the Lord and the twelfth man as his witness. Schlossnagel works in mysterious ways. I like that. You're getting a little I, biblical I did with your exactly for you for you. I knew I knew you would be my target audience on there. <laughs> An audience, the Mosley audience, you know I'd appreciate that. That is really interesting, that the transfer portal, I mean, in some ways in baseball, it could have an even bigger impact than football. You get some high-impact guys, but if you get like a great catcher, you're talking about clunch. I mean, what a hitter. Yeah. And then throwing guys out. I mean, what a, you know, the, the, the defense is elite. And by the way, you're going and getting people from elite programs. I mean, Last I looked, you know, Oregon State was just playing the other day. And, and of course, Stanford's just playing. And, and uh, um, what's our guy's name? Polish. Uh, I mean, that. Palish. Palish. Yeah, I mean, this, the, mm-hmm. and, I, and I love the fact that his old teammates were all gathered around watching him and, and excited for him. But I, I, you can really, um, you can, re- and, but and even those programs that they left are still doing fine. So I would say you need a good coach, and you need good talent evaluators, and you got to be looking at that thing. And all and oh by the way, you need to go get some MCC players because they win national championships in Waco, Texas. So uh, I find it um, I find it kind of fascinating to watch. Now, what do you think about some of these matchups? Sooners, I guess, come up first, and then you know the Longhorns. That'll be interesting to see if we get it. Any A and M UT matchups when you kind of start to see now, and it looks like Stanford's going to fill out the uh, get into the College World Series because they've got a lead right now over UConn. What do you? Uh, what stands out to you as you start to kind of study these brackets a little bit? Well, first off, and, and for for guys like you and me, it's it's, it's the storylines. I mean, first off, you got A and M, Texas, and Oklahoma, which was everyone in these this part of the country's dream scenario all on the same side of the bracket, the, 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 the future SEC whatever pod um, coming in in a couple of years, that, that, that you're going to get a, a, an early taste of that. And then Notre Dame, who they've, had, they, they've been the bane of A&M's existence for like two years now when you look at them being the last team in uh, on the uh, uh, college football playoff two seasons ago and one of the last teams in in the NCAA tournament this last basketball season – taking spots that A&M fans thought the Aggies should have necessarily been in. Uh, Notre Dame was a team coming into a regional play that a lot of people thought probably should have hosted a regional uh, and just didn't. Um, Oklahoma, like you said, is probably the hottest team uh, in that grouping. And A&M, if you want to put an identity on A&M, it's their hitting. And it's, I, I have a, a, a four-way stat uh, uh bracket here pulled up on all of them a&m is third or fourth in, in most of those offensive categories in, in this list now they were behind louisville in most of the offensive categories last week but another really good offensive team and, and a&m managed to win those games in in what is a 2020 pitchers duel like five four six five uh something like that but um yeah i mean I, a&m here, here's the thing that is, is the case in point for a&m if they can get decent pitching then get decent pitching and keep hitting the ball that the way they've been able to hit it 
they have been able to to beat anybody that has been in their way through conference play, through the SEC tournament, and through postseason. Uh, and, and so they they they've got to get decent starting pitching. Uh, that's that's been the absolute bane of their existence. They have they have not had a pitcher get over five innings since the uh, the since the, the 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 NFL draft weekend when they were in Vanderbilt. That was the last time a pitcher went over starting pitcher went over five innings. Their bullpen saved them a little bit. Their hitting has saved them a little bit. Um, so that's when it looks like for AM, Texas can hit the ball. Um, Oklahoma can hit the ball. So man, it's going to be really cool to see not only. Um, all of these good offensive teams together, but but what they well now the now known the Charles Schwab the the, the Chuck or the the Schwab I don't know what they're calling it up there the, the stadium up in Omaha absolute <laughs> graveyard hard to hit a home run uh, what these offensive teams can do there and if it helps these pitchers out a little bit uh, moving forward so it, it's an exciting it's going to be an exciting College World Series because of how exciting the 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 season has been with how much offense I mean go back to the regionals you have Oklahoma State beating uh, whoever it was, like 29, uh, Missouri State, 29 to 16. I mean, come on. Yeah. Yeah, those, those numbers are uh, staggering. And um, I, I love some of these storylines. And, and by the way, the story I was just referencing that you were writing has, uh, that was the number two story on the site at one point the other day, only behind some story about like Pringles chips or something. The role that the role that Pringles chips had in this A and M run, and then also this Texas A and M biology professor is getting a lot of run. Uh, and you know what's funny is you never know like what's going to make a story. I mean, we try to predict that because we're in that business. I saw that dude back there being weird, and I just and I was kind of getting a kick out of it. I, I thought well, that's just some old guy back there having a good time, and he was making some kind of weird hand gestures. Um, nothing rude or obscene. He was just, and, and I got a kick out of it. I said, he's trying to screw with the pitcher. He was back there doing something goofy. And lo and behold, this is the biology professor from Texas A&M. And I love this quote. Uh, you had retweeted something here, and I know you've probably talked to this guy now. My son said, he said of, of, of everybody talking about this guy, my son said I was IG famous, and I didn't know what that meant. I thought it meant immunoglobulin class G, but it turns out that means Instagram. I mean, the, the man the has bought. <laughs> the best part about this whole story was just getting to hear you try to say immunoglobulin or whatever it was. That that was what the story right there. <laughs> That's right. They should not let people from Kaufman County say things like that. Immunoglobulin, something, <laughs> something along those lines. But I thought that was – I like the biology professor keeping it real with, with some kind of part, biology joke um, as he was sitting back there. That was – the best part about all that is him doing his little holding a bourbon glass voodoo hex, whatever he called it, by the second game because of the Instagram thing and because he was back there doing it again and they showed it on the Jumbotron, the entire, like, student section was doing it at the same time. So there was, like, <laughs> 200 people up in the upper deck all doing this weird, goofy – thing that it was great it was fantastic now see i'm trying to look closer at the picture are you telling me he had some bourbon in his hand here i do see something brown simulating simulating holding like a nice little uh you know rounded whiskey glass of of bourbon (laughs) while doing some kind of uh finger wiggles over the top of it you know as you do at baseball games 
you and I, we're, we're way too religious to, to know what to do with a bourbon glass or something like that. And uh, But I like that, and it's going to be a fun World Series, and I'm just hoping my Bears can get back involved at some point because this is a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, it's just funny to, to take a college sport like this far into the summer. And Because I, I was thinking about trying to come to the World Series, and we've got a vacation coming up, and I started doing the math, and I'm kind of like what you said. I'm like, if this thing goes as far as it could go, this could go into my vacation. So uh, I uh, – yeah. <laughs> it's it's an interesting i always feel like it, it goes further i mean did it always go this far into the summer of the college world series yeah it's always gone well all right into the into july and yeah all right. but I, I tell you whether you're a baylor fan whether you're a washington fan whoever you got to go to the college world series it's i've covered a lot of stuff and it's the by far the best sporting event out there it's the state fair of baseball you got to go the State Fair of Baseball. I like that. I like that. Yeah. Omaha, I hope they have made a lot of fried food, perhaps, and, and, uh, and that kind of atmosphere. Well, I will, uh, I will take that into consideration. Um, but, uh, but anyway, well, uh, Travis, good to visit with you. I hope uh, good luck packing and then have a great trip out there. I hope the uh, Aggies stick around for a little bit so you can get some hotel points, okay? Hey, that, that's the name of the game. <laughs> that's right and if, if travis is like me it'll be marriott points and you just get those things sure. and, and you and you don't pay any attention and then one day you look up and you got two or three hundred thousand of those and you go take a fun trip somewhere and that's how i kind of like to do it i never like to know how many i have until it's getting close to time to go use some of them hey travis appreciate it anytime there he goes, Travis Brown uh, from the Eagle, Bryan College Station. That's the newspaper. Travis does a great job covering Texas A&M sports and uh, came up, oh, when I was on Dallas radio, he was over uh, writing for ESPN Dallas, went over to the Star-Telegram, and then made his way to the to cover the Aggies. So a uh, great guy and uh, known him for a long time. Okay, let's uh, continue. Um, and I'll tell you what we're going to do next. We'll get you updated on a couple of items out there, and I'm going to look and make sure our man Jerome Tang hasn't, the news isn't out yet about whatever he was doing at Kansas State because he had something on the agenda this afternoon. I'll tell you a little bit about a Baylor player, a, a potential Baylor basketball player who was visiting today, and then we'll talk a little bit about the NBA Finals. It's all next. What a year for Baylor Athletics. Baylor will dribble out the clock. A dominant performance on the road in a hostile environment in Ames. 87 to 62, the final score. And as the clock hits zero, the Bears are the Big 12 champions in this 2021-2022 season. From the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas, and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas, football, family, and friends, and so much more. We have all of the barbecue, specialty meats, and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success, and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. Ready to break ground on your next commercial construction project? Founded in 1969, Barnett Contracting is your single source for preparing for your next build. Their services include excavation, utilities, civil engineering, concrete work, paving, and storm drainage. Do business with Central Texas's premier site work contractor, Barnett Contracting, where they strive for successful projects and satisfy clients. Learn more at barnettcontracting.com. Looking for something other than a tie this year for your gift to Dad? Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond has received a new shipment of -of one-of-a-kind novelty gift items, perfect for his man cave. They also have metal signs for inside and outside the home or office. And there is no better place to buy guns or unique rustic furniture for home or his office. It's the world's greatest Western store. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. This is Scott Davis, owner of Universal Windows. With inflation driving material costs through the roof and interest rates rising, don't put off replacing those old inefficient windows. Take advantage of our 0% interest for up to six years. Save the equity in your home. Save your cash. Call today, 254-301-7760, and you too will be saved. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward White with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Texas and OU have punched their ticket to Omaha along with Notre Dame and AM in bracket one. Arkansas and Ole Miss are in bracket two, awaiting the winner of Oregon State and Auburn and Stanford and UConn. Game five of the NBA Finals with Celtics and Golden State tonight. Series tied at two. Tip is at eight o'clock. NHL Stanley Cup is set. Tampa Bay and Colorado, game one Wednesday night. Justin Verlander got his major league leading eighth win over the Mariners nine to four yesterday. Rangers close out the series with the White Sox with the 8-6 win in extra innings yesterday. Rangers and Astros start a series in Arlington tonight. 7:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley show continues on. That was some good baseball talk. College baseball, man, it's fun this time of year, and uh, really enjoy 
watching all this, and, and uh, I'm just uh, I'm just ready for the weekend. Now, Aaron, you were updating us earlier on a game that was still going on uh, in in trying to decide the last teams to to get in. Uh, had a game that lasted into Monday because I assume weather. UConn and Stanford were playing this afternoon, and at last uh, we checked, UConn did jump out to an 8-3, uh, excuse me, a 3-0 lead, but then Stanford came rolling back, and on the hills of a uh, a grand slam, on the strength of a grand slam, they took an 8-3 lead. Can you tell us where we are in that particular ball game? Yeah, that is... The game is in the bottom of the fifth. Stanford now leads 9-3, to three, and they are batting with two on and two out at the bottom of the fifth. All right. Nice. Nice. That, uh, that, is, uh, that is a good update. I appreciate that. Now, I, I promised you I'd give you a little Baylor information. And on the, on the basketball recruiting front, there is a 2023 five-star who helped lead uh, McKinney High School to the cusp of a state title. They ended up losing for the state title to ooh, maybe Duncanville, probably. But they had a great, great run. And they are led by a young guy named Jacoby, Jacoby Walter. And this is, a, this is a player who can play all five positions. Now, why am I talking uh, about him? He can defend all five, I should say. But he's got length. He can shoot. I mean, he was always going to be a great prospect. But he, at some point, also started becoming a high, high-level scorer to the tune of about 27, 28 points a game in high school. Now, like a lot of people, Jacoby Walter decided to spend his senior year at some kind of basketball prep school. I think it's in Springfield, Missouri, maybe, Link, I, whatever it is, good for him. I, I, I love it when people, especially, I'm, you know, I'm uh, selfish. I want our players to stay home in Texas so we can watch them and be excited about them. But if they want to go off to further their careers and they think they're going to get better coaching or maybe more instruction, fine. I, I would just say we have some incredible coaching in high school not only the uh, AAU coaches but the high school coaches themselves we got tremendous coaching among Texas coaches I don't know why these players feel the need to go off to Missouri or Kansas or wherever but they do and it's fine now this kid is he he is on Baylor's radar and he has been since he was in seventh grade that's how long they've been looking at him the news came out. I saw this on uh, something called uh, 24-7 High School Hoops. Jacoby Walter will be on campus for his official visit at Baylor beginning today. Walter, one of Baylor's top targets, 2023 class, could fit great playing for Scott Drew, great scorer, shooter, and a very solid defender. He's number 17 in the ESPN 100 for that class, 2023. I mean, he is a great, tremendous player. And, I, you know, I think the Bears have been after him for a long time. Now, back on May 4th, I was looking to see, and he had narrowed his schools, his choices down to eight. Uh, UCLA, Seton Hall, 
Auburn, Kansas, Alabama, Baylor, Oklahoma Sooners, and University of Texas. Now, if I'm, I meant to look this up before I started talking about this. There, there's another player, one of his teammates, I believe committed to the University of Texas. I'll double-check this, from McKinney High School. And another great player on that team that made it to state. So I, I this is a great, great player. Now, I, I'm biased because I've got a lot of ties to uh, both McKinney, so I want this guy. But 2024 is the is the class I'm most interested in because that is where Lake Highlands own Trey Johnson. Uh, Lake Highlands, that is a community that's in the Richardson Independent School District. A lot of you know it. It's been, had some great football players, NFL players over the years. Class 6A, they are now in Highland Park's uh, district. Trey Johnson is unreal. He's one of the top two guards. Not, I'm not talking about just shooting guard. I'm talking about two, as in two guards in the country in that 2024 class. May end up being the best guard in that class. Now, Oklahoma State, I want to say, was first to the party. I know Coach Cal Perry has been very interested in him. Baylor wants him badly. His dad played at Baylor. I'm talking about Trey Johnson. He's a 6'5", and this is not one of those inflated deals. He's every bit of 6'5". Handles it like a point guard. Uh, plays what you would be more of a shooting guard, but late in games, he's going to take over, have the ball in his hands. Great, really improving handle, tremendous shooter, and can get it, can go to the hole, can score in any way. Aaron, I'll tell you, you know, think back to Jared Butler, how great he was. Okay, ended up being one of the greatest players in Baylor history. Jared Butler was to this day. Now, Jared Butler has matured a lot physically and become more and more explosive. Trey Johnson is already more explosive than than uh, Jared ever was at Baylor. And that's no knock on Jared. Jared got better and better and more explosive. Now, is he more explosive than Davion was at Baylor? Well, Davion was probably the greatest one-on-one defender Baylor will ever have. He also has, he's very, very explosive. But from an athleticism standpoint, when you compare this kid I'm talking about, Trey Johnson, and even the 2023 kid I was just telling you about uh, that's that's visiting Baylor right now, they're both just unreal. I mean, it, it's it, from an athleticism standpoint, I would say, I think of, you know, wh- who do we measure? Aaron, when you think of these Baylor players over the last few years, Who's the biggest athletic freak of all of them? I would say Kendall Brown, probably. Now, is he the best player? No, not at all. But he was freakish from an athletic standpoint. He, like Trey Johnson and 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 who I was just and Jacoby Walter, both crazy athletic. Maybe certainly not to Kendall Brown's uh, uh, level, but both will arrive as more skilled than Kendall, getting their own shots, getting to the rim, knowing where to go with the ball, um, penetrating, passing, defense. They will all be more advanced than Kendall was, and that's saying a lot because Kendall certainly did not arrive without several tools uh, in his toolkit. So 
Uh, Aaron, I, am I, I know you. I'm not, I never try to bill myself like a, like a Kevin Longquist or any of these recruiting gurus. But I do love, I love looking at these kids when they're, uh, football, I just don't even try. I mean, I, I, I like, I love having Kevin on and others to talk about it because, but I, I'm, I'm just not going to sit there and study 15-year-old kids, uh, offensive linemen. I'm not going to do it. It's just not, that's not, you know, and I'm glad there people are because we can defer to them when we need to. But now basketball's different. For whatever reason, I do find myself getting very fascinated with 16, 17-year-old basketball players. You know why that is, Aaron? I think is because with football, we know they have to at least stay three years in college. They, they can't. There's no, there's no, like, direct route to G League. There's no direct route to, uh, you know, with, with, college, with, with, co- with college basketball, you either stay one year or you go to the G League and make some money, and then you go. The, the great thing about college basketball, which we're seeing a little bit of a change, is that m- some of these great college players are staying. Now, the ones that have the Kendall Brown, Sohan, either athleticism or skill level, no, they go. They go. They're one and done, sadly. I mean, Aaron, can you imagine what we would think about this Baylor team? Think about what's coming in this year with uh, and what's coming back with uh, with Cryer, uh, Adam Flagler, Keontae's coming in, EJ's EJ's uh, coming back. Think about if I'm, just take Kendall out of the equation. Think if Sohan were staying, would Baylor be the picked as the number one team in the country? I think they would. I really think if Sohan returned, and I'm not trying to, this will, you know, drive people nuts because, like, well, Mosley, he's not. But, Aaron, do you think Baylor would be picked as the number one team in the country right now if Sohan were returning with this, with this group that be, would be around him? Absolutely. Uh, you've got the great recruiting class coming in, including Keontae George. Uh, you've got all the returners with Flagler and, and just everybody that's coming back next year, it's 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 going to be a, and then you've got the uh, the the transfers coming in. Um, yeah, I, I I think they would probably be ranked number one if Sohan was coming back, unless we forget that Langston Love got hurt last year in at one of those kind of offsite scrimmage type scenes against the Aggies, and top twenty player in the country coming out of high school. ACL and Langston loves. You're right. He's a heck of a player, and if he's back, and then um, uh, Del Bonner ended up helping them last year. This guard they're bringing in from Kilgore, a junior college. I think in a perfect world, you would redshirt one of these guards, and it may be the Kilgore JUCO kid. Uh, Dartuan is that Dartuan Grimes? I mean, you could you could possibly redshirt him, although. When a player has played two years at JUCO, they're generally ready to come in and play. They don't really want to sit out. But, I, I mean, I could see you're going to have a crowded guard room. And then, of course, some of these, uh, some of these wings and stuff, you got loner, bridges. I mean, you're lengthy as all get out. And in your centers, you got uh, your big guys with EJ, that that Jonathan Alana Alana Alana, we're got to work on that one, Aaron. 
that that um, that other player that'll be coming in for them. It's going to be a really good team. And then Aaron, we'll have to keep our eye on Illinois because don't forget, in addition to Matthew Meyer, one of our old personal favorites, they have another Baylor transfer on that team. Baylor rarely has transfers because guys usually love it and stay, but they've got that Dane uh, Donja. Remember him, Aaron? Dane do. uh, Donja, he's up. He's with Illinois now, so we'll have to keep one eye on him. All right, some recruiting talk there, real quickly. Now we will do the um, we'll do our uh, dismount here a little bit, and got a little more breaking news for you, Aaron. What I was alluding to earlier, and I, I want to keep looking. There's a guy that covers Kansas State, and Aaron, if you're not following him, I would suggest all our people if they if they want to keep up with what K-State's doing in basketball. I do because I still like Jerome Tang so much. There's a guy named Kellis Robinette who does a great job on that beat. I'm always checking in with him. And he spells his last name, if you want to follow him on Twitter, R-O-B-I-N-E-T-T. He's the beat writer for the Wichita Eagle uh, Kansas City Star. I didn't know those were the same thing, but apparently um, maybe they're – combined somehow now lives in k-state the i a a little while ago um jerome tang put out one of those what's that thing he does aaron e-m-a-w e-mall e-mall and it sounds like something you'd call your grandmother but he puts that e-mall out there and i think it stands for every man a wildcat every man a wildcat and that goes back to like the 1950s or something. It was some old saying, um, and it seems to leave the women out, but that's okay. This is a, he's doing this for the men's program, so I think we're okay there. Every man a wildcat, Emol. So there is some belief that Jerome has brought in a new player, and Aaron, I reached out to him, and I said, hey, if you'll give me the name of the player, I'll lead with it on the show today. And Aaron, I just got it. He laughed. How do you, I guess you can do that on the – I don't have a iPhone. Aaron, on the iPhone, do you have like a laugh option or a like or laugh option? See, I don't have that on the Android. Yeah, you, you can just uh, – Yeah. You can put a heart emoji or a laughing or exclamation point just yeah. on the sentence that whoever typed to you I don't like just the, typed I don't, or whatever. I don't like the heart option. I always feel like that could mean a little more than you want it to mean to people. <laughs> so I would go with the uh, – I like – with you, Aaron, you're kind of like you, – you like those like LMAO type deal or LOL. Uh, I mean, now if you really think something's funny, Aaron, you might even include the one that stands for a really bad word. But you usually avoid that. And, and But uh, I kind of like that. That's more personalized than, the, than the, just the generic you hit the laugh button on your iPhone. All right, but just remember that if you're going to DM me, leave the heart off. I, I feel like the heart's saying a little more than you might mean it to. I, I do like on the DMs, though, on Twitter, Aaron, you get the little ichthus or the cross. I like that. I, you know, a nice personal touch there, okay, when people are just kind of getting religious. I'm, I'm all for that. Just be re- get your religious uh, flag out there if you need to. All right, Aaron. Um, Aaron gets nervous when I get start talking religion, so it is now time for the dismount, I'll give you a couple thoughts on tonight's game five. It is the NBA Finals. That's next. 
recently on Game Time. Time to visit with Shehan J. Raja from CBSSports.com. First of all, it's going to be the SEC and everybody else. Right? So I think that that's the first part of it. After that, it's going to be the SEC kind of in their own league. It's going to be the Big Ten in their own league. I think that the Big 12 is going to be very competitive with the Pac-12 and the ACC. The projections that we've seen from some of the revenue numbers, I think that's a big deal. They need to be in sort of that middle tier at least. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. What do John Morris, Kirk Watson, Maxine Hart, Walter Abercrombie, Martha Lou Scott, Michael Hyatt, and Robert Darden all have in common? They've each been interviewed on Baylor Line's Direct Line Conversation Series. You can hear from these outstanding Bears and many, many more with a subscription to Baylor Line Insider. This is your all-access pass to the best content in the Baylor family. Subscribe today at BaylorLine.com KRZI. Get a great deal on versatile Kubota equipment today, like Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100-horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, Z-Series mowers and sidekick utility vehicles. Stop by your local Kubota dealer today. Bring home the Kubota L2501 tractor for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months, plus save up to $1,100 now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for more details. WC Tractor, now with six convenient locations to serve you. Find us at WCTractor.com. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you need a tire change, you locked yourself out of your vehicle, or you're stuck in the mud. Remember, Big Boys Record Service can help with heavy hauls as well. No job too big or too small, they do it all. In business since 1983, Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662. And remember, slow down or move over. Flinging a green and gold worldwide on the web at SyntechSportsFan.com. At UBO Business Services, we are brand agnostic. We support many different brands, but only the best products from each provider. Our analysts favor flexible systems that don't leave you locked into a one-brand technology solution. Being flexible allows your organization to stay nimble and take advantage of the latest emerging technologies. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I'm here too. He is. I'm Jimmy. I need to say hi to somebody at the City of Waco Permits Department, Heather Hewish. Okay, Heather Hewish. Thank you for saving my backside. Okay, that's a little outside of our uh, commercial goals here, but we will tell you that I told her I'd say hi, and she said I better not. You can call them downtown if you need permits. They're good people. They are, and we're good people at Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair at 254- They should cut me a break. 235 in the city. Or fixitjimmy.com. That's me. Texas consumers are shopping again. Is your business ready? Eminem Broadcaster's unique mix of music and sports genres reached thousands of listeners in Central Texas, including your potential customers. Market your business today and see your business grow. Call Eminem Broadcasters today at 254-772-0930. 254-772-0930. That's 254-772-0930. Or email to info at mmbwaco.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weich with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. 
Texas and OU have punched their ticket to Omaha along with Notre Dame and A&M in bracket one. Arkansas and Ole Miss are in bracket two awaiting the winner of Oregon State and Auburn and Stanford and UConn. Game five of the NBA Finals with Celtics and Golden State tonight. Series tied at two. Tip is at eight o'clock. NHL Stanley Cup is set. Tampa Bay and Colorado game one Wednesday night. Justin Verlander got his major league leading eighth win over the Mariners nine to four yesterday. Rangers close out the series with the White Sox with the 8-6 win in extra innings yesterday. Rangers and Astros start a series in Arlington tonight. 7:05 first pitch, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the dismount on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh man. Having some good times. Got all kinds of stuff, man. Uh, going on today, and it's been a fun one. Monday, <clears throat> we're, it's summertime. We're just having a good time, having some good conversations. I like the college baseball continues. You know, I had somebody the other day say to me, it was somebody that works at the station, Aaron, and they said, well, since this is kind of a slow time of year, and I thought to myself, well, it hadn't really felt that slow you know what's slow? I'll tell you what's slow. When I'm doing three to six for about five months with no live sports and and nothing going on, like zero sports, and I'm filling three hours a day. Aaron, that was that was a dead time. That was a dead period. All right. So when I hear people say to me, "Well, it's kind of a slow time. There's not much going on," I don't agree with that. In my mind. I mean, college baseball, recruiting news, NBA finals. Like, this is, this is compared to the COVID period, this is some serious action and stuff going on. And, of course, we'll have uh, Big 12 media days coming up next month. I've screwed up my vacation. I may be calling in Aaron from overseas to participate in that. I mean, I have to, Aaron, I mean, can you imagine me just – Missing out on the whole new commissioner? I mean, I, I want to weigh in on that. I think t- if Tom's filling in for me, I think Tom will be fine. I think he'll be fine. Not He will not need my, me to weigh in on that. But, Aaron, I am excited about that. Now, uh, NBA Finals tonight. I would say that it being in San Francisco, most of the country... Even some Celtics fans probably think this thing has moved back into Golden State being the favorite. Not the heavy favorite, but I I think people did not like how that game ended the other night for the Celtics. The problem is this. I think any debate over Steph's legacy is silly. Steph may be a top 10 all-time player in the NBA. He probably is for sure. Could he end up being a top five all-time NBA player? I Don't be so sure he's not. Because the, the thing about Steph is, unlike some of the all-time greats, Aaron, how old is Steph Curry now? I mean, I, I was just shocked the other night. Is it like 34, 33, 34? Like, we were starting to see MJ at that age... By the time MJ was 38, 
he was really he was falling off. And and even by the time he was 36, he was fa- he was starting to fall off in a major way. I there the way he conditions himself, Steph Curry could be this same player till he's 37, 38 years old. That's crazy. That's crazy that you can do what he can do for this amount of time. Now, we're out of time. I hate to say it. Aaron's instructed me to say goodnight, so I'll do it right now. Good night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Bye-bye. This is the Big 12 Buzz, a daily look inside Big 12 Athletics. Here again is the voice of the Baylor Bears, John.